Welcome to the Hoops and Recreation podcast. The NBA season is just around the corner and just like the players, it's pre-season for us too. I'm your co-host for today, Matt, and joining me this week, the biggest thing in basketball to come out of the year 1985, Mark? Shout out to the Las Vegas Aces, two-time WNBA champions, only the second team to have done that. Mate, congratulations to the Aces and uh, our sixth man of the year every single year, Wardy. Hey, dudes. We have a great episode for you today with lots to talk about, so let's get started. I liked your hey dudes then, Ward. It just sort of went hood. Who's you? Hoods. I'm not sure if that's me or my mic. Hoods. <laughs> we'll roll it. We'll roll with it. Hoods. Hoods is the new hey dudes. The hoods. Hoods. Now, the second season. We need to evolve. It's now hoods. But uh, talking about a second season, that moves us on quite nicely to uh, the purpose of today's podcast. This is our pre-season episode two hopefully you guys listened and enjoyed last week's episode where we were uh, able to kind of talk about a little bit of a summer update and things like this and this is the episode that everyone's been waiting for uh, the episode where the well i say three of us slash two of us mostly me and mark show that we have zero nba knowledge and make all awful predictions uh, and anything that we remotely make right for the season we will hold on to whenever it is possibly true um so yeah we'll we're going to just before the NBA season starts, we're going to spend a little bit of time doing some predictions, who we think is going to top the East, who we think is going to top the West finals and also individual predictions. Mark, are you ready to uh, be wrong for another year? I can't wait. I mean, you say that. I think I ousted you like by one last year. Is that right? It already's not in his head. Probably. Yeah. 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 Out of the two of us, it's definitely you that has the greater NBA knowledge. I'm just making this all up and hoping that no one calls me out on it. I'm pretty sure every analyst when doing these predictions is pretty much just making it up. Like you just go on a mixture of talent, like last year's uh, performances and then just kind of a gut feeling, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of get a feeling about people. You you been by one, but it was only one nil, which is not great <laughs> for us. <laughs> Excellent. Hang on, that can't be right. I'm pretty sure I said that for the individual result. I'm pretty sure I said that Embiid was going to be MVP. So I'm pretty sure I got that one right. Oh, well, well, you get a bit sensitive. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I appreciate that I lost, but I definitely didn't get Neil. It was a higher or lower where you you didn't do so well, I think. Oh, yeah. And I'm probably not going to do well this time. But yeah, so it's a tough one. It's really tough because you never know all these individual little things that like you never know if someone gets injured or there's so many different factors that can just cause these to be absolutely awful. I, I think Wardy gives us the hardest teams every year as well on the higher or lower. Is it deliberate, Wardy? No, but I mean, you've got your own teams. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst ones to pick. <laughs> Mark's a Knicks fan and I'm a Clippers fan. The two most impossible teams to guess. So unpredictable. <laughs> well, it makes it interesting. And that's what it's all about here, isn't it? We, we, if we can laugh at ourselves, I'm sure everyone else can laugh at us as well. I love that. I love that. Well, Wardy, this is pretty much your episode today. Um, you're the one that's going to be taking us through kind of what predictions we're going to be making, first of all. So I've already kind of briefly said there we're going to do team predictions. We're going to do the same as we did last year, where we're going to guess whether certain teams finished higher or lower than last year's um, season standings. And we're also going to look at some of the individual predictions. We're not going to be looking at things like clutch player of the year and all of that jazz. We're not going to look at the participation awards. Uh, we're just going to look at the the kind of main uh, awards there wow 
daggers at Darren Fox there. <laughs> Come on, we said it last year. That it is basically awards for the sake of awards, isn't it, really? Like, it's not that many years that it's been going. It wasn't it last year, the first year they did the Clutch Player of the Year yeah. awards? Yeah, come on. No, we're going to stick with the main ones. We're going to stick with the main uh, ones. So, uh, hey, and we've got the in season tournament um, as well. So, this is the first year we get to predict a winner for that as well, right? Oh, God, don't tell me that. I haven't prepped for that one. You really, you put me on the spot here, Mike. Hey, you did say that predictions are going to be uh, half gut feeling. So, we're going to, uh, there really will be going with a gut feeling for that one. Yeah, go well, wild. Hey, go crazy. Go crazy. Wardy. I'll pass the baton over to you, mate. Take take us through. What are we predicting first of all? What am I getting wrong first? Uh, so we'll, we'll jump straight in with the higher or lower because I think that's going to be the highlight. So let's let's get straight into oh, it. God, um, do you want to tell Mark, people listening how it works? Well, I was going to get there until you interrupted me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> damn, I had, a, I had a whole spiel. Got a backtrack. Sorry, right, mate. So you got a shirt you. on today. I should have known you were a professional. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've come just meaning business today. Um, right, so it's going to be high or lower. Mark is going to take the east. Matt is going to take the west. But we'll jump between you, so we've not got, you know, a lot of training on. Um, so we'll start um, in the east with Mark and his beloved New York Knicks. Last year, they finished uh, in fifth place with a 47-35 record. So Mark, higher or lower? This is tough, but I'm going to go with my head rather than my heart, and it's going to be lower. I think uh, losing Obi Toppin was big. We haven't made any significant signings. DiVincenzo is a nice little player, but I don't think we've got better compared to how the rest of the East have really got better. So, yeah, I'm going to say lower. Oh, I'm, I'm impressed, you know. I think you do. Didn't Matt say that last week? He was just going to predict the worst and hopefully his team will win the championship. I, I said that all last season, right? Like, as a Knicks fan... Yeah, as a Knicks fan, have low expectations and, you know, hopefully they're better. And if they're not, I'm all right about it. So, yeah, I think lower than last year. What would be a good finish then? If not fifth, what's going to be a good finish? In the playoffs would be a good finish. I, I think we'll be in the play-ins at least. Um, but, yeah, I think just the playoffs would be a good finish. Well, let, let's get to your prediction, Matt. So we'll move to the West um, and we'll go with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, probably your second team. So, yeah, I've given you another good one. Shout out, Shay. Shout out, Shay. Uh, they finished in 10th position in the West with a 40 and 42 record. So, Matt, higher or lower? This was, when you sent this one over, I don't know whether I'm doing the complete opposite of Mark here and I'm thinking with my heart rather than my head, but this was the easiest thing in the world and this is 1,000% higher. They have Chet back. Shay is even better than he was last year. Uh, they're going to have another year of practice behind them. Their rookies are going to be getting even better. They haven't really lost anyone significant. So I just don't see how OKC aren't better than last year, even if it's just one place, even if it is just from 10th to 9th. Because I do think that someone like the Pelicans, I don't think the Pelicans are going to have a very good season this year. And I think because of that, that leaves it wide open for someone like OKC to to sneak a spot. Yeah, well, I'd agree with that. I think they can be a plus 500 team this season. That pushes them sort of above eighth, doesn't it, around there? I reckon it's a pretty big season for them. Um, like with regards to they've got so many good young pieces. If they do well this year, maybe they still try and build with that team. If they don't do so well, maybe they think about finally trading some of those pieces and turning them into either bigger assets or even more draft picks. Their draft picks, I saw a post the other day and I'm pretty sure 
between like now and 2027 or something, they have 15 first round draft picks. I think only them and Portland have draft picks. Forever. Like forever. Yeah. <laughs> till, till like 2030, it's just Portland and OKC. Get to you pick, I pick for 30 yeah. goes in the first yeah. round. <laughs> uh, so jumping back over to the East, uh, I gave Mark a tough one, possibly. Uh, the Indiana Pacers who finished in 11th place last year with a 35-47 record. So, Mark, higher or lower? And I think people thought the Pacers were going to be better than 35-47 and 47 last year. There's, there's a lot of stock in Halliburton. Um, they didn't lose anyone significant. They signed Obi Toppin, you know, who, who I really like, and they also signed Bruce Brown as well. I don't know if Bruce Brown will have the impact that he did at the Nuggets, but he's a great player. So I think they're going to be higher than last year and I think they'll probably get in the playoffs yeah good pick that one because they uh, they did they underachieved last year for all the hype around them I think they had a really hot start didn't they they had quite a good start and then it just the, the bottom fell out but well it was as soon as Halliburton got injured wasn't it that was the thing they were soaring they were about fifth at one stage and Halliburton looked like he just couldn't turn the ball over even if he wanted to like if, even if he tried he was playing so such good basketball and you very, very quickly saw that as soon as Halliburton went down, he was just carrying that team on his back. And I think that's still going to be the case this year. But I think you're right. Adding Obi Toppin and adding Bruce Brown, if Obi Toppin can be anything like he was at the Knicks and Bruce Brown could be anything like the sixth man that he was at the Nuggets, you're just adding a little bit more stability around an already great team. And Matherin with another year under his belt. You know, he, he's going to come on. Buddy Hield is absolutely shooting the lights out. I think he's made the most threes in the last five years, any player in the NBA. So, yeah, I, I think they'll be decent. Daniel Tice just had a really good summer, um, you know, with the German team. So, yeah, I, I expect them to be higher than last season. Definitely a playoff team. Okay, so we're going to head back west. Um, and it's the Clippers for Matt, who uh, finished in fifth place, which shocked me when I looked back because <laughs> it didn't feel like they finished in fifth last year. Uh, with 44-38, but there, there were a lot of teams around within a, a game or two of each other. Um, so, yeah, tough one for you there, Matt. What did I say last week, Wardy? If I predict the worst, the best will happen, and I am going lower. Uh, I know I'm saying that as a little bit of a joke, but I just don't honestly... It's difficult because we now have Westbrook from the start, and we saw how big of an impact that Westbrook had last year. Uh, we've lost Eric Gordon, which again, he was playing really, really good last year. I just don't have, I did exactly the same. I could do exactly the same as what I did last year and see the fact the Clippers are doing great in preseason, see that Kawhi's looking healthy, see that Paul George is looking healthy and go, that's it. It's our year. But they're just the most unpredictable team because you just do not know how many games Kawhi and Paul George are playing. And I, I know we're just one injury away from sixth and it's, it's so likely to happen and it's not necessarily the lack of games but like with Kawhi a lot of the games he played last year because I think he played about 50 games he didn't play that much in them and he didn't like he was like in second gear in a, a lot of them so completely depends what kind of Kawhi you get but I would say if everybody's fit you know you still got Norman Powell he's still good yeah he was very inconsistent last year though like he was very he, he inconsistent was, but he was new into the team Yep. as well. So give him give him a bit of time. I think for less than 44 wins, it would be a really disappointing season. Oh no, I, 100%. I think that we're going to have a disappointing season, but I think that's just because of the fact that I'm, I'm not denying that. I think we're going to have a disappointing season. But I'm and just, I was just trying to get you angry then. It didn't work yeah. at all. 
<laughs> Mate, I, I've got past the point of anger. It's like, you know... You're I've, in, you're I've, in I've, full Nick's mode now. You're like... <laughs> hey, I've spent the last however many years going, this is the year. No, it ain't happening. So I'm just thinking of the people around. Lakers have made really good improvements. Uh, the Warriors haven't really lost anyone and they've had C- uh, they've had a CP3. I was saying to Wardy before we hit record, I actually think the Timberwolves might make a little bit of a push this year. Stop so... It. I, I, I thought you'd like that one. There was much to make you angry. <laughs> you can always get me angry about the Tim Wolves. Uh, so I just think that there's the, the Clippers are just bound. Everyone else around them is getting better. They haven't done anything. It makes sense they would slide. Yeah, no, I agree. Unless they can uh, swing for the fences and get James Harden in. Um, but who knows when that's going to happen. Uh, jumping back over to the East now, I try to pick um, one team from every division. Uh, so that the southeast was the oh, last that's one. why you picked this team. That's why you picked this team, was it? Is because they're in a different division. It makes sense now. I thought you had an ulterior motive here, Wardy. No, no. Well, I did because you know the it was between this team and the Miami Heat. So uh, the Miami Heat, they obviously finished eighth, went to the finals. That would have been a good one to predict because um, who knows what's going to happen. But um, I just went with Atlanta Hawks, so Mark could talk about Trey Young. So, Mark, Atlanta Hawks, they finished eighth in the East last year for 41-41. They were the most perfectly average team last year. They Was it win one and lose one or win two and lose two? Yeah, 41 at home, 41 away. <laughs> yeah, they, everything was split down the middle, yeah. Yeah, the most <laughs> average team. So, we, we have to go for the most average, but also we, we want to hear your Trey Young take. So, Mark, Atlanta Hawks, eighth place, higher or lower? If you've got OCD, have a look at um, last year's uh, Atlanta Hawks record across the board because it's great reading. It will make you so happy. So happy. Um, the Atlanta Hawks have lost John Collins. They have got in 35-year-old Patty Mills and 37-year-old Wes Matthews as their biggest recruits. I think they're going to be much lower. Um, I'm not even sure they'll make the playoffs. They might scrape the play-ins. Ooh. That team's pretty trash. Like, yeah, Trey Young will do what Trey Young does. To Jonte Murray, for me, underperformed last year. Lot, lot of talk, not a lot of trousers. Um, Bogdanovich had a slightly underwhelming season, you know, with the character that he actually is. Capella's had his best days. DeAndre Hunter hasn't really come on at all. And like I say, the only two that they've had are, are two veteran guards who haven't had good seasons recently. Like Patty can still shoot the ball. Um, and Wes can still play D and shoot, but they are in the latter years of their career. So I don't see them doing much this year. No, I think that's a fair standing for them. You know, eight, eight, 41, 41, they are no better. And um, from my opinion, Trey Young and Dejounte Murray just didn't work last year. Um, so I can't see them get, getting much better anyway. It's a shame because when you look at that team, they actually have some really solid pieces. Like when you think about, obviously, Trey Young is... Uh... I mean, as much as we bash him a lot on this podcast, he's one of the better guards in the in the league. You've got shooters around him with Bogdanovich that should work. You've got a great, like you've got a, a good solid center in Clint Capella. They added Sadiq Bay last year from the Pistons, who has signs of every now and then. Like he went mm. off for fifty maybe a year or two ago. So they they do have actually like some solid players around them, but it just doesn't seem to work. And you say like shooters around them, they they are just shooters. And then a yeah. couple of lumps in in Sadiq Bay and Clint Capella. DeAndre Hunter hasn't made hasn't done anything. You know, we thought he was going to be um, this kind of Cam Johnson kind type player, and he really hasn't come into that. 
and then yeah, Trey Young, Murray, Bogdanovich, Mills, Matthews, they're, they're, they're shooters, but they don't do anything else. I don't know where the baskets come from unless they're getting threes or running pick and rolls. I, I can't see anything else. And they haven't got anyone apart from Young who can really put a team on his back. And he can't do that in a way that Steph Curry can do at the moment in his career. No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Like this is the thing. Like for me, it was as soon as I saw because Bordy shared the list with both of us, right? Like it's not like he's only told me the teams that I'm predicting and only told you the teams that you're predicting. And I, as soon as I saw the Hawks and I thought, oh yeah, lower. But when you actually look at their roster, it's actually not that bad. It just doesn't seem to gel for whatever reason. Like individual players, they're not bad, but like you said, they just don't, doesn't seem to work together. So, hey, I think you're right. I think it is lower. Yep. I, we're all agreed on that one. Uh, so we're going to throw it back over to Matt into the West for the last, last one uh, of this round of predictions. Uh, I gave you a pretty tricky one as well, Matt. I gave you the Houston Rockets, who finished 14th in the West last year with a 22-60 record, which is probably for that team about right. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be a much easier one until you and I started having a little chat before hitting the record button. I thought, yeah, this is easy. This has to be a higher. Uh, they've added. They've added um, a. a kind of Dylan Brooks they've also added um Fred Van Vliet um I, I think they've made some decent moves they already had kind of a, a core of a, quite an exciting core in Shengun and um things like um why have I forgotten his name Jalen Green is it um yeah J- yeah Jalen Green uh they've added uh Ammon Thompson one of the Thompson twins the fourth overall draft pick so everything in my head was saying this is an easy one it has to be higher but then when you look at the people that are around them or the teams that are around them with um obviously the San Antonio Spurs adding Wemby you've got to think about Portland you have no idea what they're going to be like who are just above them the Utah Jazz adding John Collins you have no idea there what are Dallas going to do it's all very very difficult but I still do think they could potentially sneak up just one place I don't think they're going to all of a sudden turn into a play-in team but I do think potentially with Portland on the rebuild, they could just sneak above Portland there. I think they'll go up a little bit as well. Like just because they've got a little bit more quality in, and the guy like Freddie, who, you know, is experienced Dylan Brooks got a lot of stick last year. We had a really good summer with Canada. I was going to say, if you get Canada, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> yeah. if you get, if you get Canada, Dylan Brooks, rather than punching people in the balls, Dylan Brooks, you're <laughs> laughing. Different guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think they'll go up as well. Like definitely more than twenty wins. I'm not sure if they'll make the playoffs, but they might might be competing for a play in spot. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect for them. Uh so we're now done with the higher and lower. Uh we're gonna very quickly go on to the conference winners. Uh I'll ask you both uh, for your winner of each conference. So let's start in the east. Um, Mark, who you got is your uh, team to finish first overall in the regular season standings. So team to finish first overall in a regular season standards in the East, I'm going with the Celtics. They've stacked that team up. It's got good depth. They're still most of the guys who've been there for a while. They've got a clear order hierarchy. They've got a clear best player. Coach who's been there knows what they're doing. Great defensive team. Great on offense. New pieces look good. Yeah, I I think they're going to be the, the best team in the East. See, I... I think for a lot of people, it was a 50-50 split as to who they think. But I do think it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks 
in the East. Uh, I think for a lot of people, it's either Celtics or Bucks uh, for, for as to who they's going who they think is going to go top. But I was actually looking at the Celtics lineup and looking at some of the players that they've lost versus the players that they've gained. Obviously, the big gains are Drew Holiday and Porzingis, but they've lost a lot of that kind of support, uh, supporting cast that would make up their seventh eighth ninth player with Malcolm Brogdon going Gala uh, Gallinari going uh, people like obviously Gallinari never played yeah I know but they still play a single game there. he didn't play a game yeah, but they're still, talking yeah, but, about? Uh, like out, outside of maybe eight players which are the big names I think they've lost an extra couple of players with Grant Williams going Robert Williams going like I think Malcolm Brogdon I think realistically other than their starting five and then you've got Derek White Derek on top White. of that. Yeah. All right. Okay. There's six players. And I think they're incredible six players. But who have we got seven, eight, nine that's going to build up the rest of the squad? I just don't think. I think they're going to be second. But I think looking at all of the extra players that the Bucks have, I think they have a slightly deeper squad. And therefore, I think they're going to, I think the Bucks are going to win. I never thought I'd be out here trying to defend the, the Celtics. Celtics. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> literally never. So they picked up Lamar Stevens as well. He's a good player. Peyton Pritchard is coming into his own. Uh, yeah. Hauser, yeah, was was starting to come into his own last year as well. So I, I think some of those guys um, who perhaps were on the peripheral of a team last year might come into their own a little bit. The only thing they yeah. might struggle with a bit is the big depth from losing um, Williams and both Williams, uh, Grant and Robert. Um, but the Bucks aren't massively um, no. deep either. No, I don't think they are hugely deep, but I think I'd just put a little bit more faith in someone like uh, Jay Crowder, for example, and a Malik Beasley, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. they've got campaign as a backup point. Like I, I would, I think I'd just put a little bit more trust Robin Lopez. In Robin Lopez. <laughs> there we go. Like, also I like... Bouchamp as well. I thought he was yeah. really good towards the end of last season. So yeah, he could have a big year. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I just, I just, I'm a little bit more confident in their. Like I said, it's the it's the seven, eighth, ninth player that I'm a little bit more. You're absolutely right. The Celtics, some of these young players, they're a little bit more unpredictable. They could really come into their own, and you never know. We might have the next young rising star, which we know the Celtics are, have been amazing at. But I'm just not as confident enough to say that. Yeah, they're definitively number one, and for that reason, I think it's the Bucks. They should. Celtics should have got Bol Bol. That would have been oh, the they would have been they would have won it all. They would have won the East, yeah. they would have won the West, they would have won MVP, <laughs> they would have won all. in season tournament. Yeah. The whole shebang. Yeah. yeah. Whole right. Well let, let's go to where Bol Bol is currently residing. Let's go west. Um and we'll go top of the standings in the regular season. We'll start with Matt this time. Who you got out of the West? I really, really hate to say this and I don't know why, but I really think it's the Lakers. And I know that's gonna be really silly, but I just think that I don't, I've got, a, we said earlier, part of these predictions are just a gut feeling. And I have a funny feeling that the Lakers will just top the West. I, I really, really like how they were performing last year. I think LeBron and AD have something to prove this year. They've added a couple of really good pieces. Again, if I'm thinking the supporting cast, yes, they only have two stars and the rest are kind of role players, but I think their role players are good enough for them to just get consistent wins. I think the West is so hard because yep. in the East, you've got two teams that are clearly it's better than everybody else. Well, at the moment, anyway, on paper, in the West, there's so many good teams, and it's really hard to even think about leaving any of them out. So, I'm not going to mock you for the Lakers. Um, I think it's going to be the Nuggets. I think they are going to grind and be consistent and kind of carry on their their form, and you know, just just grind their way to that that top spot. 
That again, I think you could choose any of four. Oh, you or could five choose one teams. of six. I yeah. think in, in in the West. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I think Nuggets are clearly, you know, were the best team last year, and I think they're still there. Um, but then you have so many wild cards in the West. You could have picked anyone else behind the Nuggets. So at least it'll be interesting, and uh, let's hope we get one of these right. I'm hoping um, I get that one wrong because <laughs> I, I can't believe that I've picked the Lakers. Anyway, we know that. Regular season means nothing oh, yes. uh, unless you win it all. So let's go for your finals predictions, um, Mark. So if you give me your two finalists and an overall champ. Oh, you got into this really early. We haven't even done the individuals. And he's like, oh, yeah, give us the champs. Give us the champs. Who's going to win it? Who's going to win it? Come on. All right. So my finals in the East, uh, predictably, Bucks versus Celtics for all the reasons that we've just given. Yep. My finals in the West is going to be Suns versus Golden State. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that Golden State are going to have a good year. Um, they might not be even top four, but they might have a run like they do in the playoffs um, and end up versus the Suns, who I think are going to finally beat that hex over the, the Nuggets this year. Um, and then overall winner. Oh, sorry, Matt, you do yours. You do, do your finalist first, and then we'll do the overall winner. Well, I mean... I haven't actually thought I, I I haven't actually thought as uh as is into it as you have in regards to who's going to be like the top two in the east, the top two in the west. I just have thought of who are, I think I know who I think the finals matchup is going to be, and therefore who I think a winner is going to be. So I can kind of I can go through that, but I haven't thought of it as much as as, as you. Where I think if I'm being put on the spot, I think Bucks um, versus Celtics makes the most sense. And there, I am also thinking Suns versus Nuggets in the final. Uh, but I do think in that situation, like you, the Suns go through. But I think in the finals, it's going to be Suns versus Bucks. Suns versus Bucks. Yeah. Okay. And I think Golden State versus Bucks. Oh, you're going Golden State. Yeah, okay. I'm going Golden State. Yeah. Ooh. I know they'll probably be terrible this year. Probably have a year like they did in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I like how neither of us have said the Nuggets, though. Like, obviously, I know you said there that you think the Nuggets are going to top the West, but... Don't think they've got the spark that they had that they might need in the playoffs this year. Yeah, everyone else is really hungry after the Nuggets. And there was me last year saying that I thought the Nuggets were going to easily... Yeah, me last year. They're going to bring Bruce Brown back. 100% they're going to repeat. And now I haven't even put them first in the West and I haven't even put them in the finals. Can be a big problem when you don't bring back the same team again. It's... I think, and it's the same in most sports, when you win, you have to go out and improve again. You can't lose anyone. You, yeah, you can't rest and you can't lose anyone. And you see it in, like I say, in more than just basketball. If you don't go out and improve, even when you're the best team, everybody else will improve around you. And I don't think the Nuggets have improved. I don't think they got much worse. Like I said, I still think they might top the West because... I think, you know, a full healthy season of Jokic and Murray is fantastic. It's about as dangerous as you can get. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be able to to get through the, the playoffs against a couple of quicker teams. When you when you look at their um, who they've added and who they've lost, when you add uh, Justin Holiday and Jay Huff, don't know who Jay Huff is. I'm really, really sorry, Jay Huff. But when you can see that they've lost 
Bruce. He's Brown. a rapper, isn't he? I was going to say Jay Huff's a rapper. Isn't he? <laughs> There's Jay Huss. <laughs> uh, when, when you lose Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, who were big players for them last year, Thomas Bryant made the occasional appearance, and they've lost him to the Heat. They've definitely lost more than they've gained. I don't, I don't think Justin Holiday is making up for even Jeff Green, and he's probably the bottom of that list that I've just read out. Um, so who, who do we think is going to win then? Who do we think is going to win the NBA finals? We've both said that we think, you want me to go first? I was going to say, Wardy, do you want this now? Do you want to do the individuals and the in-season tournament first? Or do, you, do we just go in balls deep? Let's kiss this go ball deep. Let's just go hey. balls deep. Wow. Hey. Wow. Yeah, start, start Unprotected the is, yeah. balls. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's raw dog it. Let's go. Oh, dear. Well, I, I'm more than happy to take do, this do one Do you want to go on three? Oh, say it at the same time. You, you do it, Wardy. You go one, two, three, and then we'll say okay. it, yeah? Okay. One, two, three. Sons. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you both waited for four or five. For players. <laughs> uh, I think that was the lag on the Zoom. I definitely said it immediately after you said I, three. I felt like we said it at the same yeah. time. So, so, yeah. I've gone Sons. I think Sons, Bucks. I just think that um, the Sons... Have you guys seen preseason? Like Wardy, you must be absolutely loving life. Like you are, must be gr- grin from ear to ear. He'd done this all last season. This stupid, quiet grin and not saying anything. Yeah, every and time your ass handed to you. <laughs> That's all right. I didn't say anything. I'm just sort of like <laughs> quietly sitting. It's, it's, it's my anti-Clippers. You know, Matt's Matt's thing. I'm just going to oh, sit here. Worst, I'm not going to. No, 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 expect the worst. I'm just going to be pleased with what we've got. And just... It's really, really hard to expect the worst when you've got a team being led by Kevin Durant, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Honestly, you're in a really, really hard situation there, Wardy. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's no, a tough I, one. I, I think it has to be the Suns this year. And if it isn't, I feel like you guys are a little bit screwed, to be perfectly honest. I, I feel like this. You've, gone all, you've gone all in. On, well, on, I think on I said to you as soon as the Dame trade was made, I said this is going to be 2021 all over again. We look like we're going to be <laughs> and you're going to lose to the Bucks in the final. We're going to screw <laughs> us. Oh, it would be beautiful if it happened again. Yeah. Whereas I think it's going to be Chris Paul who gets screwed again. I think he might oh, get no. to the finals and uh, and then yeah, lose to the Bucks. I can't see how anybody is going to beat Dame and Giannis in the playoffs. I just think. Offense, defense, that team has everything. It's got enough depth. Yeah. Although, like I said, I don't think they have the best regular season record. I think in the playoffs, we know Dame just and Yanis just have another switch in the playoffs. They just have another gear that they can go into. And everybody else in that team has been there before. And I think that's something that the a lot of other teams haven't got. They've got people who have been there and done it before. They know what it takes. You know, that that team, Portis, Connerton, Middleton. Those guys have—they're their key pieces, and they've all been there and done it before. I think you're almost convincing me that I've picked wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm going to. No, you've picked correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. No take backs. No take backs. But uh, I think you, you've kind of convinced me that I've already got that one wrong. Yeah. Well, if the Suns win, uh, I'll skew your, skew your numbers for the predictions and make sure you win that as well. Thank you very much. I feel like I'm in a win-win situation now. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, the first one we're going to get to is going to be this, the in-season tournament, you know, which is a complete wild card. Um, you know, we, we, don't, we haven't got any experience of what it's going to be like. Have you got you two got early predictions for who you think might win? Oh, you have, Matt, yeah? Mavs. Mavs? Yep. Mavs is a really good shout. I like that. Go on, why do you think yep. Mavs? Because we saw Luca last year absolutely destroy the regular season. I think Kyrie... By the time it hits kind of December time, 
where the in-season tournament's happening. I think it's too early in the season for him to self-sabotage himself. Uh, and I really, really like the kind of additional pieces they've had with Seth Curry and Grant Williams and things like this. So I don't necessarily, I think the Mavs are going to do really well this year. Uh, but I just think if think back to last year, Luca going on like 15 or something games of 30 plus points, that's going to take you into nearly the play-in. And I just think that Luca's going to have a mad one this year and it's going to be enough to take them through to it. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, also I, like I feel, that. yeah, I, I feel like the Lakers have, they've made some really good additions for a start. Exciting team, fun team. I think LeBron will want to win the first ever one because, you know, he's, I guess this isn't his last season because there's no way he wouldn't do a farewell tour unless Paris is going to be his farewell tour, which, you know, again, would be pretty cool. Um, so I could see him wanting to win the first one. He loves Las Vegas. He's been over there watching the Aces already. Um, so I think with with all of that combined with the team that they've got, young, fun, exciting, you know, like we said, we've put, they've put together some really good pieces. I think the Lakers are going to try and win that one. LeBron's the type of person that will want to be the first person as well. Do you know what I mean? Like season 21, no one's ever done it like him. Scoring champion, uh, potentially greatest of all time. I said potentially there, so no one come at me. Uh, (laughs) So potentially. uh, To to say that he won the first in-season tournament, I really do think, yeah, I I like that as a shout. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd go with you with Dallas because I think it's going to be, I haven't got a team, but I think it's going to be a mid-tier team. I think the guys at the top will be too busy focused on the championship um, and the guys at the bottom, maybe, but it'll be, it'll be a mid-team. You know, they can get something out of the season so it's not been a total disaster. It's not my prediction. I would absolutely love to see OKC win it. Like I think, I think everyone would love to see someone like OKC win it. I don't think I think Mavs just have a little bit more firepower, but I just think that I would absolutely love to see OK. Bearing in mind, everyone thinks in the next five years they're going to be the next big team, yeah, but next big team to win everything. I think that that would really, really set Shut them out. A lot You're making some serious I'm statements not, today. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest of all time. The I'm OKC potentially are going to be. He's not my greatest of all time. I'm saying that in the, so many people have been saying with the young squad that OKC has, if they keep it all together for X amount of years, again, I know I shouldn't be living and dying by what ESPN is saying, but they had the number three on this week's future power rankings above a lot of other teams that we expect to be top of the league in the next few years. So listen, ESPN just ranked Russell Westbrook the ninety fourth <laughs> best player. <laughs> in the NBA. All right, so don't listen to a single thing that an analyst. But they also they also ranked Shea above LeBron. So hey, if we're going if we're going by that, absolutely wild. How can you pick Scoot Henderson? He hasn't played a single NBA game oh, above yeah. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> absolutely mad. Yeah. Anyways, we're we're going off on a tangent. All right. So I think that leads us on to our individual predictions, doesn't it, Wardy? So where do you want to start with this one? Um, Should we go clutch player? Because let's get that one out of the way early. I don't even Um, know what makes a clutch player. We're not doing clutch player or any of that rubbish. Should we start with clutch player? player. Yeah, let's let's do it. Because to be honest, it's the local league version of players player. Um, You turned up, you played well. Have a trophy. Yeah, um, right. So last year's clutch player, the inaugural clutch, clutch player of the year award was De'Aaron Fox. This is going to be shooting crab. You know, this is going to be an absolute stab in the dark, isn't it? But um, Matt, who you got? 
I'm cheating on this one because in preparation for this, I did actually go on to uh, FanDuel Sportsbook to see what the betting odds were for all of these to get an idea whether or not I'm a million miles away from what my predictions were. And the individual player reward said that Dame's going to be number one. So I am going by what FanDuel Sportsbook says, and I'm going Dame. Sounds like a cop-out, but he's a good shout. Um, I didn't think we were going for this one, so I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Luca. I think well, I like he was, it. yeah. I think he was predicted to win it last year, and you know, could certainly win it this year if the Mavs have a better season. So, can we, Luca? Yeah, two great picks there. Um, so let's go, defensive player of the year uh, last year. That was Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Mark, who you got? Not fucking Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, me neither. I hope in hell of getting that game this year. Um, I'm going with Yanis because I feel like. You know, with the addition of Dame, Yanis is going to want to state, make a statement. I think he'll be doing it on the offensive end, but I think he'll be really doing it on the defensive end. I also have Giannis down. Hello, we just agreed on something. I know, I know. And uh, it was a little bit of a toss-up, though, between Giannis and AD. And then I remembered that AD is made out of glass, so I picked Giannis. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sticking with the Bucks. <laughs> I don't think AD's that good a defender. I'm going to say that. But, like, I think he's decent. He, he's long. He blocks shots. But he doesn't do the things like Yanis does. He doesn't get in no. the lane and make steals. He doesn't. I don't think he's a good team defensive player either. No. I, I, I'm not like a highlight defensive my, player. Yeah, exactly that. Block, block shots, but you should do when you're six eleven. Mm. They're, they're both good picks. I mean, similar. They're similar players, Yanis and Yanis. So I think either <laughs> one of those could be right. <laughs> right. So let's go. Uh, most improved player, which was Larry Markkinen. Last year, who had the least improved haircut um, if the off season? Um, so, <laughs> Matt, who you got for MIP? Oh, Mikel Bridges. We saw a spark of it last year where he moved over to the Nets and he did really, really good. And uh, I feel like now he's going to have a full season of carrying that team on his back. And uh, I do think that he's going to be averaging 25 plus a game or something like that and 100% most improved. I really want to pick. Oh, sorry, go on, Woody. I was going to say, I love that. He's my, he's my Shay. We've all got to have one. We've all got to have a Shea. He's no Shay. I really <laughs> wanted to pick him, but first of all, he plays for the Nets. And secondly, he had a really disappointing Olympics. Like yeah. when I was expecting him to kind of have a breakout and he, he really didn't do anything. Um, I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. Because, Who I picked last year. There we go. James Harden's going to leave and there's going to be a massive void to fill. He's got better every single year. Um, and if the Sixers are going to do anything this year, Tyrese Maxey needs to be that number two player. Great picks, great picks. Um, speaking of great picks, let's go for the rookies. Who is your greatest pick in this year's draft? Mark, who you got? Oh, did, oh sorry, I didn't say who won it last year, um, which was Paolo, Paolo, Paolo Bancaro. You, you almost didn't say it this time either. <laughs> oh. um, this was tough, uh, uh, genuinely tough. Yeah, I really, really like Scoot Henderson, and I really like that team as well. I'm gonna go with Wemby because, from what I've seen in preseason, he is ridiculous, and I think everybody will vote for him because he's, you know, kind of generational talent. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it as a really close race, and I think Scoot's gonna have a really good year. I'm going with Wemby. I think this is one of the tightest rookie of the year races that we've seen in in a few years. I'm also going Wemby purely on the basis that exactly like you, Mark, I think everyone will vote for Wemby because it's Wemby. 
I think that he could have similar numbers to Scoot or similar numbers to Chet, but simply when we're thinking about votes, uh, Wemby's going to get the majority of them. I would absolutely love, just to throw a spanner in the works, for him not to win it, because I just feel like I just want the NBA to just feel like, oh shit, what have we done? Uh, We've put all of this effort into this player and he hasn't even won Rookie of the Year. I would love for Chet to win it, but I think it just has to be Wemby. Yeah, I I mean, that's a solid pick. I think all those reasons, Matt, I you know he's coming. They were playing his. They were playing his French league games on NBA TV yeah. last year. I mean, he's absolutely set. They put him, you know, prior to place on top of a pedestal. Um, yeah, people are going to be looking out for him. But again, that might be a bit of a problem if he doesn't live up to those expectations. We haven't seen hype like this since LeBron. No, like genuinely, you know, even Zion, there, it wasn't like this. Yeah, yeah. not like this. Okay, so this outside of MVP, this is my favourite award. Um, it's sixth man of the year, won by Malcolm Brogdon last year. Um, so, Mark, who you got? I love this award as well, and I really, really, really want to pick Emmanuel quickly. Um, but I'm going to go with Bobby Portis. Oh, I like that one. On the proviso that he comes off the bench, because I think it'll be Connaughton that starts, and he'll come off the bench. So I'm going to go with Bobby Portis. I think he's going to add minutes at power forward and centre. I think he's going to be a defensive anchor in a second unit. Um, and I think he'll contribute like like he did really well in that year they won the championship. So I really want to pick quick because I love him, but I'm going with Bobby Borbis. I really wanted to pick quick just to get in your good books after I already knew that I was going to be telling Wardy that I think the Suns are going to win it all. And I really wanted happy co-hosts, happy life right now. But uh, I am going with Derek White. Uh, I think I think that last year he showed that he was a better player than Malcolm Brogdon, despite the fact that Malcolm Brogdon won this um, award. And I think, as I said earlier, the Celtics have a lot of unknowns with a lot of their younger rotational players. The one rotational player they know that is going to have to perform week in, week out is Derek White. So I think it's going to be him. Yeah, you hit me with a curveball with Portis, but I like that pick. That's, I really like that pick as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, crazy eyes. I love him, man. I love, I love him. I think he just brings so much energy. Like he's good vibes. Also, you wouldn't fight him. Like he's everything no. you want in a teammate. Yeah, he's right. good vibes. Other than the forty-eight minutes that he's playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I reckon on the bench, like he's cool. You know, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as he gets on the court, he's like, "I'll fuck anyone up." And I want someone like that on my team who goes hard both ends. He knows his role well. He he fits in so well with the rest of his team. Like, yeah, I just think he's a he's a good guy. I love that he got a ring already. He can shoot the three, can play inside, he can smack the shit out of somebody. Very like, versatile, isn't he? Yeah, literally perfect game. six man. Yeah, yeah, and it'll fit in well with the Lopez brothers pre-game wrestling antics. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. So he'll drop some elbows for sure. Yeah, I forgot that's going to be back now. Yeah, because this is Robin's second stint, isn't it? Yeah, second time round. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um, and. The jewel in the crown is the MVP uh, and our MVP who actually predicted this one right last year uh, with Joel Embiid. Matt, can you go back to back? I can because it's going to be Luca. Uh, I just I think that last year he was in that conversation until all of a sudden he stopped enjoying basketball for whatever reason and the Mavs kind of had a little bit of an implosion. I think this year he's going to be coming back for uh, vengeance as Joel Embiid did with... Um, Jokic the year before. I think Luca is going to be coming back for blood with Joel Embiid this year. So yeah, I think it's going to be Luca. I think what we saw of him last year, somehow he's going to get better. 
And I think that's crazy to say. I love Luca. I think that's a horrible take because (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm going to Stephen A. You here because the Mavs won't be good enough to have an MVP in their team. They won't be. When did someone last time uh, outside of a top three team win MVP? And they're not going to be a top three team in the West. Not a chance. Big statement there, wasn't it? it? Shot me down there, Uh, didn't you? Cheers. (laughs) Sorry about that, mate. Right. I love him. I just think the Mavs need to be better for him to win MVP. I think MVP is this. God, this is hard to say. Hang on. I just need to swallow. I think MVP is going to be Jason Tatum. Oh, okay. And that's really hard to say because he's a Celtic. I've picked the Celtics for so much today, apart from winning. <laughs> Classic Celtics, though, isn't they really? Well, in the last couple of years <laughs> exactly that like they always get so far but not far enough I think he's been really good he was in the conversation last year and this year is like his year to really lead the team he's at that age now where he can put the team on his back and we saw him do that in games last year like against Philly so I'd love to see him take that next step forward and I think that is MVP yeah I feel like you've definitely thought about this way more than I have uh, I just thought Luca's going to hit about 35 points a game and that'll get him. MVP. Yeah, he will, for sure. And uh, <laughs> again, very similar to when you were saying about why you think Bucks are, the Bucks are going to win it all. I feel like you've almost convinced me that I'm wrong, but no take backs. I've said Luca, we're going Luca. Uh, they're, they're both great picks and they were, uh, I think early in the season, they were one and two for a long time yep. yeah. um, until obviously the Mavs hit their rust spot and uh, the, the Celtics just hit their stride as a team and that kind of took Tatum out of it then. That's um, the hardest thing for Tatum, isn't it? It's a bit like why Booker probably won't win an MVP because you've got other really good players around you. Like it's 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 kind of harder when you're in a, a big three than when you're in a in a in a duo. You know, like yeah. like Jokic was clearly the best player on his team. Murray was a big contributor, but I think when you're in a big three, it's distributed a little bit more, isn't it? And it's it's harder to win. So, but I'm still going with Tatum. More the more big players you have on your team, the more you have to share the ball, and the more you have to share the mm. ball, the more you're less likely to yeah, yeah. have those interactions, right? So it's, it's yeah. yeah, which 100%. is why Luca's a good shout, but just the rest of his team isn't good enough to, yeah. I don't think, to be a top three team in the West. We, we shall see. We, we'll see who is the mm. most wrong at the end of this season. But honestly, <laughs> this this episode is going to be dropping on the season opener. It's going to be dropping on. Uh, well, you guys will be listening to this podcast getting hyped for waking up tomorrow morning and watching highlights honestly i cannot wait for the season to start uh it's it feels like summer's been far too long it feels like it's been too long since we've actually been able to watch and consume nba basketball so i think it's um, just a matter of time and i cannot wait to as i said be as wrong as last year with every single one of these guesses Well, I think on that note, uh, you guys have listened to our predictions. We'd love to hear predictions from you guys, our listeners. So do get in touch with us if you uh, think we're wrong, if you think we're right, if we think we're really stupid or just a little bit stupid. We would love to hear your predictions. So when we do the post for this episode, please make sure that you're commenting on Instagram. Uh, Let us know who you think the MVP is, who you think is going to win, any surprises, anything we've missed, any blunders that we've made already before the NBA season's already started but yeah do get in touch with us and let us know what your thoughts are and with that I will say thank you for listening to the Hoops and Recreation podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at Sneakers and Recreation on Instagram to keep up to date with all things Hoops and Recreation and until next time guys goodbye <laughs>